Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Wednesday. It's 545. This is the Morning Sickness. My name's John. There's Brady, Brett, Big Dick Toledo, and uh, making sure everybody still works here. Uh, you know, yeah, that guy's here. That guy's nobody's fired. All right. Yeah, it's big news in the Phoenix. It's all over. Robert Can't find my pants. Yeah, but, uh, well, your pants have been taken down, and that happens at work every once in a while. The news on Robert Sarver has exploded. What seemed like nothing was going to happen after that big story last year ESPN broke, now is happening. And, man, the, uh, the dominoes are falling fast, too. There's no possible way he comes back now. They're going after the – they're going to get all the – Sponsors, footprint center is going to have to have a say in this. Nobody can, and you know, that's the scary part. Nobody can back you up in these situations. The, uh, not that I want to back up Robert Sarver, but the accusations include racism, misogyny, hostile work environment, all that kind of stuff. And just on the surface, those headlines are nasty. You're not getting around that. But the, uh, the NBA investigation and everything else found like, He's kind of a dick. That's basically all it was. Yeah. He was kind of a dick. He said some dumb stuff. He says he didn't. They can't prove it. And that was the that was the end of it last year. It was like, we really can't prove this. We, we can take their word for it or take your word for it. We can't prove it. But now, because the pressure came down, uh, it's it's a fact. We're going to do the maximum fine. Well, it's real. Be, it's, yeah. it's real. And now that you've done that, now, now you know, Al Sharpton's been all over this thing. And if he's if his group wants Sarver out, they're out. Especially we haven't heard now. from him in a while. Well, it's, he's been all over this. So, and, you know, rightfully so. He's got to protect what he goes after, and he goes, and he's going to now make all the calls to the Suns, um, you know, sponsors and money and all that stuff. I was watching some stuff last night, and you're just like, man, dude's done. Completely done. And it isn't that I liked Robert Sarver. I keep saying that. But I just don't like the idea that somebody can just get a beef with you. And say, this happened and this happened. There's 10 other people that think you're a jerk. I got an uh, email from a guy. I saved it yesterday. It says, uh, Dear John, 
Uh, like you said, it was perfect. A Michael Scott boss. That's what I have. Just like Sarver. The guy tells terrible jokes. He drops N-bombs. Uh, he does freestyle raps around the office with whatever he wants to say in it. Uh, he has a thing uh, that he calls hug a favorite coworker. <laughs> and he has grabbed my ass. I'm a guy, so it's sort of funny, but still shouldn't happen. Uh, he is exactly what you said. He thinks he's hilarious and no one else does. A few times I've actually talked to him about it. Maybe you should pull it back, be a little bit more careful in this day and age. Uh, and he'll do that for a couple days and then uh, surprise you. We have a black lady that works here, and she eggs it on. She always asks him, who's your N-word, when he walks by the office, and he says, you my N-word, only they don't say N-word. Every time he passes her office, something horrible happens, and they laugh and laugh. Other than uh, him, I love working where I work, and no, it's not the sons. I'm not talking about the actual thing. Uh, I don't know what I should do because if someone says something, I've been okay with this behavior for five years now. Am I in trouble? I'm just chiming in. The Suns aren't the only place in the city that has this. It's true. And it's an accusation. And then all of a sudden, everybody has to act like they were mad about it. And this guy's making a great point of like, for years and years here in the office, nobody did a thing. And then when the news got hold of it, everybody's like, oh, it's terrible. I couldn't believe it was happening. Well, for five years, you sat by and did nothing. Are you culpable in this? Is this also you? Screw that. What's the matter? Broomhead just texted oh, yeah? our buddy Broomhead. said yeah. the things that got Sarver tossed yeah. are the things that make HMS a great show. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> that was where I was going to go with this. Broomhead, you're ahead of me. He's a good radio guy. Where is it not appropriate? We're at work. We don't say the things he said. I've never pantsed anybody at work, Broomhead. But I'm not a – I would for a laugh. I don't think pantsing people is very funny, to be honest. I think it's very vaudevillian, pie-in-the-face, rake kind of thing. But uh, I'm not High a, school. I don't like physical comedy. I'm not a big physical comedy guy. Uh, but yeah, it, there's certain things that make our show work that make everybody kind of breathe a sigh of relief that we, you have that little uh, release valve, that little, you know, exhaust hit. That you got to let the pressure out. And uh, it's saying things that are like, oh God, that was not appropriate. And that's what humans have to do every once in a while. Sarver, he's a dick. That's basically what it came down to. And enough it people, certainly yeah. looks that way. That's and, it. The, and the one point, you Not know, against that, the law. Um, that I heard that was interesting is like, you know, everything that they said, the difference between he and uh, uh, like a Don Sterling is there's oh. nothing on film, there's nothing on tape, nothing. and it's all. There's no proof. Hearsay. It's hearsay. Yeah. yeah, there's no proof. And that's the scary part to me. And I understand people like, he said it, he said it. Okay. You believe he said it, you're going to go with it. But think of you in that position. Somebody says you said it and you didn't, and you're in a high enough profile or a high profile position that somebody says you said it. They've set you up. They've got ten other people that think you're a dick in the office too because maybe you are, and they put this out there. You're done. You're done. And so that whole burden of proof thing goes away when enough people just say yeah. Now where there's smoke, there's fire. Do I think Robert Sarver probably did all this stuff? Most of it, yeah. But I think it also gets exaggerated with the fact that if someone doesn't like you, your words don't. It's almost like translating a text. You said something you thought was funny, and they took it as, well, why are you yelling at me? I said, oh, no, no, it's, it just doesn't translate right. And maybe he's like, I think I'm funny, and you don't. So it comes across as uh, racist and mean and evil and angry. And it's like the guy was trying to make a joke, and you just missed it. I, I find that dangerous. Workplace is, uh, is already eggshelly enough that where, you know, a misinterpretation of a guy's, you know, terrible personality, and there's plenty of those out there. Just look down the hall. They're called radio personalities. I mean, they're terrible. Most of the time, 
it's uh, somebody's bad personality can misconstrued. So if we just start casting out everybody who says things we hate, again, when it's the owner and you feel like you don't have any power, that's the thing. But everybody has power over their owners now. Owners slip up now. It's over. They, they, have, they have more pressure than any worker at all in an office space to not say or do something that makes people go, well, that made me uncomfortable. People are looking for it now. Incredibly uncomfortable moments uh, today were, you know, madmen. Just lay down on my couch, have a drink, you know, and then talk about banging her right to her. Uh, not necessarily that was a better time, but it seems like that was a better time. Everybody <laughs> seemed to get along a little better, though. Is it a case of now guilty, guilty until proven innocent? Uh, there's, I mean, there's no proof of innocence. You're guilty. That's that's uh, what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, there's no attempt to prove you innocent. Because in a, in a in a weird way, people hate everybody will hate hearing this because the news has spun it. In a weird way, he was proven innocent. In, in, investigation in, in, in an investigation that basically said we got nothing on this guy. If, if it was a crime, and the court said we think he did it, but we got nothing to prove that it's gone. And but will in, this make yeah. it go away? Ten million dollar fine. Right, and, uh, we're going to hit suspension? you for being a dick. You're yeah. getting it. You're getting it. You're getting it because it, you you put us through this. Basically, he got fined for putting the NBA through this embarrassment. It's like you're a dick, and people say so. Knock it off. And that's basically what this was. We can't prove you did this. We're pretty sure you did. And being your boss, we're now going to ding you. But uh, I go back to the you know the the accusations on Deshaun Watson and all that other stuff. Yeah, he probably did some inappropriate stuff, but they found nothing. They found nothing. So he didn't do it. And we all have to kind of – it's like the freedom of speech thing. I hate who gets it. You know what I mean? Like the Klan can do it. Anybody can have these forums where they say what they want. But if you love freedom of speech, you've got to protect people's right to say horrible things. You know? And, and yeah. he's not in a freedom of speech situation, but it's a similar situation. It's like if you can't prove that I did this, we have to move on as if I didn't because I want that same – uh, kind of treatment. If, you, if somebody was accusing me of saying something like, no, I didn't do any of that, and it gets in the press, oh, that's all he does. He wanders around the building and says, N-word this, and pulls people's pants down, and he's grabbing asses and everything else. And you're like, but we have no proof of it. It's At a certain point, it's almost libel or slander when they run with the story before there's evidence. These are reports of. But then it's out already, and it's too late. It's too late. Yeah, it's out, and the cat's out of the bag. I mean, I remember when we had our issue uh, back in 2002, with the Cardinals and everything else. Yep. And it was before we had a chance to go, wait, what's being reported did not occur. You know, banging on our door. We're, we're going into hotel rooms like none of that happened. But the news had already said it did. And we're like, we're done. Like this thing, like we have no recourse to a story. It just makes us look like we're, we're defending something that is indefensible because they think 3,000 things have happened that didn't. You can't win it. So, uh, yeah, the Robert Sarver thing, and I'm no fan of Robert Sarver. I don't understand. uh... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Well, I, what I do understand is he's going to get punished. What I what I don't understand now is how he keeps that job. There's no way he's not the only owner of the Suns. There's plenty. Then you pile on the factor of oh, good, fine, uh, good. A, a rich guy's getting his. Well, there's some of that. There's the class warfare. They yeah. feel like they can get away with everything. It's like all right, that's whatever. And maybe he did. Maybe there is truth to that. That he felt like he was that. Juiced up, powerful, and money, and he's never had to answer to anything. Think about when you work, uh, you know, in a larger corporation, and maybe the CEO is out of town, and every time he comes in, yeah, it's like the it's a different place. The king or queen is coming yeah. through, and it's a different place to yeah. work because you've got that happens everywhere, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that happens every, here. Every people office. are pissed off. Yeah. I'm just a number to them. Yeah, and then some people get really mad when your owners come in. They don't even know my name. Like, why would they know your name? You're a worker bee. You think the queen knows all the names? She doesn't. Yeah. And that's because you feel unimportant to yourself. You feel like you've never made a mark. So you're mad at them for not recognizing your hard work. People act weird. But, yeah, I mean, essentially, Sarver is a dick. It's proven out that he's a dick. Uh, you could tell just looking at him he's a dick. I mean, that's the ultimate judgment. But uh, he's going to get forced out. There's no way. So, And the good news is, Suns fans, he's going to get forced out. <laughs> so on the flip side of this. Well, his wife has stepped in. <laughs> Good. Well, anybody's better because I've never liked him as an owner anyway. He's been he's lucked into what's gone on the last couple of years just by being so bad for a long time. It was inevitable if you got a good GM, this team was going to start playing well. And they did. They got a great general manager and a great coach. Uh, still haven't won anything, but it would be awesome for fans who just don't like him anyway beyond this, whether it's fair or not, uh, for the Suns to go out and get themselves a championship that he can't be part of. I think that would be the ultimate thing. So now their motivation is... Go get one for Al, and go get one uh, for not having Sarver anywhere near the team. It's for major one league. It, it, You're going to start pulling exactly the pieces off the dress. That. Yeah, yeah, you start, yeah, strip him down. Pull his <laughs> pants him. Let's get a big uh, cardboard cut out of him naked, and then pants him with each win. Sixty. There's 60 wins on this thing, and if you get to that, we'll uh, get it done, and then the, the money shot will be the end. We'll post it on the internet. It'll be great. What, is he, what did he pay for the Suns? Like uh, 400 400 but and he's not gonna, what's it worth now? About $2 billion if I'd be out the door. But here's the Have thing. Have fun, guys. I'm he out. doesn't get all that. He's not the only owner. Right. There's plenty of other people that would get in on that. And if they, if they would just make him the non-majority partner. He would be the he, – he I think he's a president of the ownership group. So he's the, he's the one that kind of leads the owner. Yeah. And they can, they can bang him out of there. And those guys will just buy him out. So he'll still make a fortune. Yeah, I'd be out. Yeah, all right, I'm done, done with this, guys. See unless you. the entire ownership group decides to sell. Sarver stands to make it has to be close to like six or seven hundred million if they have, and that's make if they sell it for two, which I would assume they can probably get it because the Suns are riding high. But I'm with you. I don't need this garbage. Yeah. I don't want this anymore. I, and that's why I don't understand like John Gruden. John Gruden got all that stuff and you know got a huge hefty payout. Loaded. Is that a done? Deal or he won't or? go away. That's the thing. He's got more money than you ever know. And I remember talking to Caliendo, who's friends with him, and Frank told me he talked to Gruden. It's why do you? Why do you? Keep fighting for this, and he goes. It's not about money. I've got, I've got money. Money doesn't mean anything to me anymore. It's about me. It's about my reputation, and I'm going to protect that. So I'm fighting for that, and I want to let people know I'm, I'm not. And it's like the money doesn't matter. I would His buy an island and go away. away. Right, taken away. Yeah, but it, my passion would be not worth it. If somebody wants to take it away, and it's that easy to take, and nobody uh, affiliated with my passion in my business backed me up at all. They let me. They threw me out to the wolves and said, nah, I shouldn't have done it." And he's like, "Wait a second, an investigation that wasn't even about me, and I'm out on my ass, and no one's saying anything. And the people who do are threatened for their jobs. That's a that's a bunch I don't want to be a part of. 
and I've got enough money to just disappear. I don't understand trying to get back in it. I understand the fact um, that Gruden might say, uh, I want to get the people that started this thing. Maybe. That I was... You know, again, you're like just, a revenge type you, thing. Well, yeah, that, that this shouldn't go on. That's good for movies, anyone else. But he's not doing that. I know he's doing a exonerate me. He's not going after the people that got him. He's doing a. I did. I. I and that's want, a big. And that's also a big drive too. Because yeah. so he's Pete Rose. He's Pete Rose, and Pete Rose is another one that I never understood. You know, all he had to do, and in a way, it makes you think maybe he didn't do anything. Is say to Bart Giamatti at the time, yeah, I gambled on my team. He saw it as a trap because that's exactly what it was. Now he gets paid all day long for saying right. that. Yeah, he, he yeah he saw it. Yeah, he can gamble hundred bucks to throw. He uh, he saw it as a trap, which it was. Which was say you gambled on your team and we'll let you off the hook. And the second he did it, they weren't letting him off the hook. They were going to kill him for that. It's just an odd thing. But the guy that emailed me was basically like, "You got a Michael Scott. You got a boss that's a little bit dopey, and you get close with your boss sometimes." And Jesus, I think of our old boss Chuck. That's some of the stuff he said. You want to talk about Robert Sarver type stuff, and I mean, wow. Robert Sarver looks like a Boy Scout compared to what was going on in these hallways for the first 13 years I worked here. I mean, it Good but, laughs. Oh, and the laughs were... Shocking laughs. Oh, my. Yeah. Me. All, of all people, me. I, which I And Brett, too. Brett, Brett laughs at everything uh, inappropriate, even if it rhymes with something inappropriate. But... I mean, there were times where I'm just sitting there going, I, you can't do this. You can, you've got to shut up. We've been to lunches with clients where I've had to just kind of shake my head and say, I, uh, I'm not part of this. I'm not part of this. <laughs> and everybody just it, it just took the blows. Crazy comments that were coming out of that guy. Uh, but was it a hostile work environment? And I look at that to me as a, my weakness. That's this is going to piss people off too. Hostile work environment uh, to me says I'm too weak to navigate things that are adversive at work. Like I can look at a, a person who's just a mess. Hostile work environment to me is every day. This is what it would have to take. Every day, I, my job is threatened if I don't dot dot dot, and that's too much pressure to put on anybody. That's a hostile. Work. People saying things that I don't like and inappropriate talk and everything else. My weakness would be that I can't be a part of this. I'm so scared to work here. Uh. Uh-uh. I can get around pretty much any dickhead that works with me that says stuff I don't like because I can, I can jab them verbally back. I'm not afraid of that. Hostile work environment protects people that don't know how to defend themselves. That's how I see it when you're talking about this kind of stuff. A real hostile work environment where you're being threatened, your job's being threatened every day for no reason. You've got somebody storming around trying to scream and yell at you all. We had a few moments. <laughs> I've, I've been in those. Where you sit back and you're like, this guy's out of his mind. Like, this person is literally the mad king. That's what I see as a hostile work environment. We boiled it down to, like, bad language. Throwing the, you know, uh, the factor of the hostile work environment turns in when uh, a lawyer gets your ear. Oh, you know what absolutely. you have here? You yep. know what you have here? Yep. But a hostile work environment to me is not some dude who says stuff you don't like. That's just you looking for a reason or being weak. I, I, I'm, okay, so the dickhead, he, is he threatening your job? Is it getting in the way of you doing your job? Sometimes, probably. But then you go to him and you say, hey, you're getting in the way of doing my job. If he loses his mind, you got a mad king. That's a hostile work environment. But I think it's just, it's almost like an HOA to me. It's, it's uh, taking away the ability to go from one neighbor to the next and knock on their door and go, do you mind not parking that tractor in the front yard? Now you've got a, an entity that does that so you can bitch at home and never be the bad guy. And you can be the one that's like, Ugh, 
but I'm not going to say anything, but I certainly hate this, so I'll file papers anonymously. That, to me, is where we've lost our, we've lost our ability to be human. And what is a hostile work environment? That's, um, to me, it's a place where a lot of women work because that's probably <laughs> the biggest issue you've got. Uh, I, I don't like working there. <laughs> what you need in your office, and I'll say this, and this might make people upset, is everyone has to look exactly alike. If whatever office you're in, everyone has to be. If it's a bunch of Brady's, that's fine. Don't hire outside of that because uh, it'll make people uncomfortable. Everybody has to have the same size clothes. All the women have to be equally ugly or pretty. You can't have a beautiful woman and an ugly woman sitting in the same cubicle. You've got to separate them by miles. And truthfully, that's, that's going to create a much more pleasant work environment. We get hostile work environment every once in a while. When Jill uh, is called uh, Jill 1.0 compared to Jen who's a few years younger and looks like uh, Jill a few years younger. And they call her Jill 2.0. And then you can see it sometimes. And some days it's like, that's no fun. (laughs) It doesn't mean she's better. Not the day. She's not the upgrade. She's just the younger, newer version. That's all. Which I guess some people would consider the upgrade. I think they're both equally great because I have to say that. (laughs) You can't can't possibly. I think Tom Wintermeyer in, uh, you know. Dave Har is the Tom 2.0. And that just doesn't mean anything because it's guys and we're cooler that way. <laughs> he's younger. He's the same guy. <laughs> it doesn't mean you ever want to grow into what Tom's turned into. <laughs> but our sales, you know, we, 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 have, we have a pretty good loose environment we here. We bust balls every now and but then. But it is different now. Like when somebody gets hired in your office and you're having fun and we're all dicking around being ourselves. And then, like, we have a bunch of people here from our corporate digital department for the next few days. And there's a bunch of people, I don't know, walking around the building. Man, mind your P's and Q's. Uh, you just you just don't have that same conversation. Like I went down to talk to Scott Taylor, and they're all sitting there. And, I'm, and my first thing is I'm looking around the room. And I'm like, there's four new people sitting at computers I've not seen yet. And Scott and I are talking sports and stuff. And I looked, and I'm like, who's, who's this? He goes, oh, it's the, uh, the 2060, the national people. I'm like, oh. All right, I'll talk to you some Peace other out. time. Yeah, I'm not going to be. I, I don't know what they're. He's I don't, not, he's I don't not know talking to you with his eyes. <laughs> the two of us are. Names. What is it? Are you? He's a hostage? blinking a lot. Are I'm you? like, I don't know Morse code. You got to write it down. <laughs> they took my pants. I, I don't know what to do. But yeah, I just looked at him. I'm like, all right, well, I'm gone. I'll leave. It's and it's different. There's just people you don't know. So there is a comfort factor. Even like, ah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to risk saying the wrong thing because you never know. Which coward in the office is going to sit back here, overhear a conversation, and then anonymously report that conversation because they misunderstood it? That's that's the fear of it all. Am I going to pants anybody at work? No, Robert Sarver definitely. But again, that guy should have said something that day immediately to the HR department, like, "Hey, the owner of this team just pantsed me at a at a birthday party in front of all the other employees." Somebody need to talk to him about this, or do I have to go to the NBA? Because, I mean, if I'm going to take the time to do the report, I'm going to put my name on it. And non-disclosures are not a factor for me, unless you pay me. And again, I'm a big enough whore that if Robert Sarver pants me at a party, I complained. He came in, he goes, hey, if I give you a couple hundred thousand dollars, give you some paperwork to never talk about this again, you'd be like, you're all right with that? I'm like, you're goddamn right I am. It's <laughs> Brett with one T. <laughs> yeah, don't put a second T on that. It's hard to cash those checks. Brett, one T. In fact... I'm going to start showing everybody the check if you don't mind. Oh, no, you can't show. Oh, geez, that's going to be the hard part. Is not <laughs> When I pull up in that, uh, that brand-new Corvette, it's going to be tough for me to explain on my salary why I have this. License plate, no pants. Yeah, <laughs> like pantsless. <laughs> Did that mother ever get a new Corvette for getting pants? It's worth it. But again, that's because I think my mind is stronger to 
that kind of crap. Yeah, hostile work environment. That needs to be defined better than he talks bad. He says things I hate. Now, again, if he's dropping N-bombs and stuff like that, I don't know why anybody didn't say anything the first day. Like, I mean, in this culture, well, you, you can go to ESPN like in 10 minutes if you're Earl Watson or anybody else in the facility and say, hey, that owner of mine yesterday dropped an N-bomb. And, uh, and then I would go out of my way to try to make him say it again and tape him if it bothered me that much. Like they did Sterling. Right. Like this dude is horrible and he says horrible things. Get him on tape doing it and we'll, we'll, we'll cut his head off. And they did. No problem. Just have magic call him. <laughs> Matt, he, he wouldn't say it too magic, but what he needed, what, all he had to do is just get magic around his girlfriend. Yep. That's it. You know, the N-bombs will fly out, AIDS jokes, gay stuff. I mean, you're going to get, he's going to get it all out. What of are you doing One phone. All my friends think that you're f-ing that. And you're going to come home with the AIDS because he's a f-ing. And I'm like, oh, man, you're fired from all of it. She went out to lunch again. Ah, can you just cool it on the social media when you're out with the Because my friends tease me. You realize I'm 90. When I was a kid, they weren't even allowed to, to look at you. And now you're one, and he's got the AIDS because he's a f- Are you done, Donald? Yeah, just a couple more. Here, eh, and then the, and why not another? And just for good measure, cherry on top. <laughs> and then she presents the tape like, I got him. It's like, you did got him. Holy crap, did you got him. But with Sarver, there's nothing. I don't want to defend the guy because I think he's a terrible manager. But Interesting to see how much more, you know, heat continues. And does that affect the players? Now, do the players say, oh, you know what, I'm not going to play? He can't do anything. And that's the other part of it. The, the team itself has to comment now. Yep. And uh, for the last year, they've basically said nothing. Essentially, they had their little comments when this all came out initially, and now they've said nothing. So for them to come out now and say, oh, we always knew, is almost disingenuous to the whole situation. It's almost bad for them to come out with a statement uh, that they did. You know. But again, they don't deal with them that much. I mean, people think that the owners and play- probably you know the big names occasionally have Maybe like- you can say that rather than – because it's a catch-22 right. sometimes because they don't say anything. Oh, you're – Right, you're not stepping up. You're not doing a thing about it. Yeah. Right, and have you ever heard? This is it? what's happening. But I mean, he's got an African American general manager, head coach. I mean, if those guys, if he was that comfortable with Earl Watson, you think he might be with uh, with James and with uh, Monty and the guys he's got, and he's put people in, I mean, prominent positions. It doesn't give him an excuse to say terrible things, but at the same time, it's like that's. The opposite of racism, like he is promoting, right, that, and, promoting and, a very diverse workplace and doing well with it. So I don't, you know, again, sounds like you just got yourself a real a hole of a manager, and he's out, he's done. Good news on that front, as a fan, no more Robert Sarver. There's no way. The bad news is the Suns' distraction one month before the preseason starts is going to be all about this thing, and if sponsors start pulling or if Al Sharpton starts hanging around the Verizon uh, practice center, it's just going to be a mess. And they've already got enough uh, on their plate with that meltdown they had back in May. So, yeah, you'd like to see this. You'd like to see this kind of wash away. Sharpton stepping in, is it to say, well, let's get new owners? No, he's been at it for a while. He's been talking about the NBA doing something about him getting Sarver out for a year. He's just, the thing had no legs. 
Everybody read that. I think everyone read that story because ESPN's like, this is a bombshell. You're like, oh, God, what's going to be read it? And you're like, oh, Sarver sounds like a dick, but that's not so bad. Look how fast ESPN kind of stepped away from it. They stepped away. When when there was no clicks on their stories, their follow-ups and everything else, they're like, oh, nobody bit. Okay. And that's what that one lady came out two days ago and said, I broke my NDA to talk to you. I spilled the beans on this thing after I, you know, I, I risked getting sued by the team, and you guys have done nothing. You, you left me hanging in the wind, and then within a day and a half, the NBA is like, "Oh, geez, find him and get him a suspension." It's an inter- It's you know, it's an interesting story. I always try to equate it back to me, like everything else. I try to make it about myself, and I try to think, you know, how in the world would this affect you? Talking with Brett in the hallway, just goofing around, we make inappropriate jokes. Oh. If somebody overhears it. I was like, oh, that was a, a misogynistic joke, a terrible joke about women. Yeah, it was. But it wasn't to you. Am I not allowed to do that anywhere? I mean, if you're, if you're eavesdropping or if I'm doing it with an earshot, I'm kind of an idiot. But that's why you just have to be super careful. Just, Brett, stop saying those jokes. That's all. I want to stand by. In, in years, I'm going to say it now. Uh, Brett makes this a hostile work environment. <laughs> Send those jokes to my burner phone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to my my the one that has no attachment, I can throw it away at the gas station. What's wrong with you? Jokes have become like a, like an affair almost. Like you don't nobody can know about this. Nobody can ever know about this. But I'll tell you right now, every person out there with their high and mighty attitude and their holier than thou virtue signaling life, I'd love to take a look at your phone. And that one group of friends you've got that send those memes back and forth like all the rest of us do. You laughed at it. All the rest of us do, sending memes to each other. The one that I saw most recently that made me pee myself, and I don't know which one of us sent it, probably Paul, (laughs) uh, was the – it had a picture of one finger, and then next to it was a girl moaning. And then a picture of two fingers, and then a picture of it next to a girl was in just heaven. And the third one was all the fingers were shaped like a swastika somehow – and it showed a picture of Hitler, and it looked like he was in, in euphoria. Like it was, he was in the middle of a speech, but they froze it like he was having an orgasm. And I laughed for twenty minutes. It's so wildly inappropriate if someone goes, "You laughed at this." I look at it like the Johnny Depp trial, when he and Paul Bettany are joking around, going that he was going to burn up Amber Heard's body and then have sex with the corpse. And he and Paul had a nice laugh at that in a private conversation, but in a courtroom when a lawyer's like, "And then you're going to torture body and." F- the dead body's corpse. Is this funny to you and your friends? Yeah. Yes, it is. It's very funny, yes. Tell me about this meme. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about this one. What does this mean? Why is the penis in the eyeball? <laughs> it was funny at the time. You find these types of things funny? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Johnny won the trial. Yeah, I really do. I find that that's hysterical. Even right now when it's not supposed to be, I'm still giggling. But yeah, it's uh, we're all kind of on that. Just, you know. Take a look at your phone and think to yourself, am I the proper virtue signaler? Am I the one that should be leading the charge? Or do I have these skeletons too? And, you know, you never know when somebody's going to go, I don't like that guy. Let's see what he's hiding. Oh, boy. Because we're all kind of hiding at least some of that stuff. Something. Even sweet, kind Brady. (laughs) They'll find a way. There's always something. There's always a shot thrown in the in the texts and things like that interesting 
And please don't make sports so uh, fragile that we can't see them anymore because ESPN2 was so bored yesterday they put on the B-Boy Championships, and I found that right. I, went I to was the, out and I missed it. Oh, I went to the Diamondbacks game last night, and right before I left, I turned, I'm turned. i flipping through the channels, and I'm like, B-Boy World Championships? Same. What the hell is this? It's breakdancing. Yeah. And it's mostly white guys. To the next level. Is it? It's the well, same as, as what I've always watched. as far as the prep, and they, they try to... The referee seemed unnecessary. <laughs> the whole thing. In between, there's a lot of downtime in What's between. What's with uh, the referee? I don't know. What penalties are you calling in breakdancing? But it's the B-Boy, and I love that they still call themselves B-Boy. And when they did the introduction, he goes, all the way from Thailand, B-Boy and Jew. And this guy comes out, and I'm like, oh, he calls himself that. No, they're all called B-Boy something or other. And I found it hysterical. And they have to do that little skip for yep. like five, ten seconds before they start getting into B-Boy challenges. I'm like, this can't be the future of sport. Is this a thing? B-Boy championships. and then It's every- like the general... Uh- Entry round in gymnastics, like the floor routine, yeah, I don't know what where they have on. to hit all three things. But it was great because like elbow twist, tonic, supersonic. There's a twist, twist. There's a supersonic tornado. Oh man, elbow drop. Do three halos, fresh, fresh, fresh. That's all you heard. I didn't know what the announcers hey, were boy. doing, but they had it like uh, like rappers hold the mic too close. It's a two swing on elbow two. Elbow, oh, flip, flip, flippity flop. Oh, he's got a gooby dops. He did the Gooby Dops. Oh, man. Halo, halo. Fresh. And then it would end. It would end, and I would die laughing. I'm like, I don't want to go to the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks game anymore. I want to watch the B-Boy Championship. I want to be a B-Boy. I want to be a B-Boy doing my B-Boy dance and my B-Boy stance. B-Boy. It sounds so childish. But it was on TV yesterday, and I It made me think, oh, just to put an entry in. There it is. I get the introduction, and I don't even hit. Twisty, kickback, layout. Spinny spins, you got spinny spins, kick up, double flip, flap flap, the chooky chucks, the spinny I... halo, halo, fresh. <laughs> and when you first look at it, you're like, is this in someone's living room? <laughs> That's not the championships. No, no, this, this is, is just the Florida Open here, Brady. It's the Florida B-Boy Open of 2022. Trying to get to the championships. Yeah. I wish they had the commentator. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he just served them. That was, the announcers were like, you and me dicking around. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, freshy, fresh. Always oh, doing a couple of kickies. Kick it back, roll up one hand. Fresh. That's how all of them ended. I don't know how well, anybody... He's an adult B-boy gold medalist. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, adult <laughs> what <B-boy>. it says. <laughs> You're, you can't be an adult boy, Valencio. By the way. I guess you can identify as an adult boy, but adult B-boy. It was hilarious. It's real. It's B-boy. He's going um, into convulsions. Going to yeah. be part of the Olympics this coming or uh, the next round? I don't know. Might be. They're breaking for gold. Well, ESPN's <laughs> covering it, so it's got hope. There's nothing else from the Halo. Elbow fresh. spin, elbow spin, fresh. So fresh. I was kind of like, will somebody in the production truck tell that guy, A, don't hold the top of the mic anymore and stop saying fresh? It's oh, the- that's so fresh. B-Boy Andrew, B-Boy Andrew, all from Netherlands. It's the ice dancing moves to the next level. Like, what is a triple <laughs> sow cow? But I want that dude to do ice dancing. Like, it's called, oh, it's got the hurricane, triple sow cow, triple sow cow, fresh, so fresh, icy fresh. <laughs> and the dude was crazy funny. And the referee looked like the guy from Workaholics. He just stood and watched it in a referee, in a footlocker gear and, oh, dying. B-boy championship. What do you need a referee for? I don't I mean, know. I couldn't get over I, You have to do the basics. I mean, but what's he, that's an illegal move. Routine. Flags are keeping the, I don't 
Isn't that for the judges? Mr. Spin Fresh. That's the judges. The judges miss spins or get that together. I don't know. I don't know. Did Here's they do the B girls too? Picture the referee yesterday. It's the workaholics guy. It's like Jeff Margret, our uh, part timer. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. It's like <laughs> World B Boy Battle. Fresh. It's gonna be fresh. Oh, this B-Boy against that B-Boy. Oh, this is one of my favorite B-Boy challenges. All right. Halo, 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 halo. Kicky, kicky, spin, spin, fresh. <laughs> I was pissing myself, and it was 628. And I'm like, I got to go. The game starts in 12 minutes, but I am locked down on B-Boy challenge. <laughs> ah, what are you going to do? And congratulations to the Dodgers for once again clinching their division right here in Arizona. <laughs> they, they tend to do that every They didn't year. jump in the pool this time, did didn't they? They didn't do the pool okay. jump. I, I didn't stay for that. Oh, all right. I left right after... I, the, all the Dodger fans stuck around to to applaud loudly at the end of the game. Was Trip there with his? Uh... I, I didn't go with Trip. I okay. went with a couple other friends, and uh, I'm sure he was up there crying. This is the most touching nine out of ten years. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Let's get a wake up song. One for the B boys. Make it. <laughs> uh, give it to us, good and strong. Five eight five nine eight hundred. A good one, and we'll scream it together. It's ninety eight KUVD. Wake up. <laughs> You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.